0: Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm
1: Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Belle.
0: Hallelujah.
1: On this terrific Tuesday.
0: That's it. Got to find a good adjective, don't we, (laughs) Beth? Yeah,
1: we do. Okay. Are you living a happy, good life? If not, you got to know that's what God wants for you. So today we're going to discuss... Seven keys to living a good, happy life. How can I be sure that's what God wants for you? Because that's what his word says. Here are seven scriptural keys to living a happy, good life. They're found in 1 Peter 3, verses 9 through 12. 1 Peter 3, 9 through 12 in the Living Bible. which says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't step back at those who say unkind things about you. Instead, pray for God's help for them, for we for we are to be kind to others, and God will bless us for it. If you want to be happy, if you want a happy, good life, keep control of your tongue and guard your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Try to live in peace, even if you must run after it, to catch it and hold it. For the Lord is watching his children, listening to their prayers, But the Lord's face, it's hard against those who do
0: I love that scripture. I do too. That is fabulous. Number one, don't repay evil for evil. In 1 Peter 3, 9, 1 Peter 3, verse 9 in the classic Amplified, it says, never return evil for evil or insult for insult, scolding, tongue lashing, berating. You know, if you've ever lived on planet Earth for even any short period of time, No doubt somebody has done evil toward you, or at least has been unkind or truthfully, whether planned or unplanned. Because the human tendency though, when somebody does something to you is to pay back for that offense and get revenge. You know, there are movies and TV shows and all kinds of stuff that deal with taking revenge against those who harm you mentally or physically. But the real question isn't how popular culture deals with being hurt, but rather what the word of God says. Yes, And Proverbs 20, <clears throat> verse 22, this in the Living Bible says, don't repay evil for evil, wait for the Lord to handle the matter." That is not always easy, but I'm telling you, it's really the key to
1: success. You know, there's... Uh, Can I say something? Yes. I remember two times in my life where I was ready to deal effectively with people who'd done me wrong. I vividly need to remember where I was standing when the Lord said to me, do you want to deal with this or do you want me to? I said, Lord, you handle it. And he said, get your hands off it.
0: Wow. That is very, very true. And, you know, um, the truth of the matter is, is bitterness against something like that really is like, is like taking poison hoping the other person dies. That's it. It, it is not Great effective analogy. for you. Not effective for you. And Douglas Horton, a clergyman, once said, while seeking revenge, dig two graves, including one for yourself. It never, <laughs> it never ends well when you try to get revenge.
1: Number two, don't snap back at those who say unkind things about you. We've taught our children that having the last word in an argument doesn't mean you win. It most often means you lose. James 119, 119, Classic Amplified. Understand this, my beloved brethren, that every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and get angry. Mm. By snapping back at people, we're just confirming what they're already saying about us. But slow to speak, slow to take offense. Mark Twain, the American humorist and author once said, it's better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool rather than an opening and remove all doubt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to love Mark Twain. He has yeah, he great quotes.
1: Mark, Matthew 4, 4 and 5. This is the thing. Matthew 4, 4 and 5. Classic Amplified. But he replied, It has been written, Man shall not live and be upheld, sustained by bread alone, but by every word that cometh forth from the mouth of God.
0: That is a good word. Number three, pray for God's help for others. Be kind to them and God will bless you for it. In 1 Peter 3, 9, Classic Amplified, it continues by saying, on the contrary, blessing, praying for their welfare, happiness and protection, and truly pitying and loving them. Let me tell you this, the best revenge in a lot of ways that you can take against people who have offended you is number one pray for them because that will soothe you not it, it, you know you may think well I'm not want to help them out <clears throat> but I promise you it will do more for you than it is as, as much for you I should say as it does for them truly because it'll help you to release you can't pray for somebody and really hate them plus um in addition to that if they've done something wrong, the best revenge you have is to live a life like they did not let them get under your skin. That's the best revenge you yes. have. Scripture is telling us exactly how to pray for others too. I mean, whether they deserve it or not. When we pray for others, we're opening a channel for supernatural breakthrough in our lives, like That's I right. mentioned. You need a financial miracle? Then follow the instructions Job was given in 42.10. 42:10 in the new living translation it says when job prayed for his friends i don't know if you call them friends but when he prayed for his friends the lord restored his fortunes in fact the lord gave him twice as much as he had before it doesn't mean they have to be nice deserving or godly it means that the lord will do for you and bless you for praying for those who were unkind about for over anything they've done against you that's the bottom
1: line. That's the bottom line. Number four. If you want a happy, good life, keep control of your tongue and guard your lips from telling lies. 1 Peter 3, verses 9 through 12. 1 Peter 3, 9 through 12, classic amplified. Let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good whether apparent or not, keep your tongue free from evil and his lips from guile, treachery, and deceit. Uh If the scripture tells us to control our tongue, then it's obvious that's something that has to be done. I once heard a man say he wasn't lying. He was just engaging in terminological inexactitudes. In other words, he was lying. That's it. I was amazed and disappointed at the number of politicians who lie with such ease. These politicians would be insulted, be compared to Adolf Hitler. Listen to this quote, which I believe drives many politicians and pundits. Hitler said, "If you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed." Wow. Sad. Am I being hard on politicians? Consider the words of Mark Twain, who once said, you "Can tell a politician is lying if his lips are moving." <laughs> Twain also said, if you tell the truth, you don't know, you don't need to remember anything. The Lord hates lying. Let me give you one good reason not to lie. I Mm -hmm. could share a dozen scriptures, but this one says it all. Psalm 1017, 1017, classic amplified. He who works deceit shall not dwell in my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. That's strong.
0: Number five, turn away from evil and do good. Pastor Joel Osteen once said, I think God gives every one of us our own will, and unfortunately, some people choose to do evil things with it. You know, the choice to do good and evil is ours. To think good or evil thoughts is also ours. The enemy may put stuff in your mind, but you do not have to receive it. It doesn't mean it's coming from you necessarily. And Psalm 34:14, 34:14, Classic Amplified says, "Depart from evil and do good. Seek, inquire for, and crave peace and pursue. Go after it." Scripturally speaking, it takes a determined effort to move from evil to doing good, but you can do it. a Greek author of tragedies once said, To be free from evil thoughts is God's best gift. That's good. And he does give us grace, and I mean abundant grace, if we continue to ask him for grace.
1: Number six, try to live in peace, even if you must run after it to catch and hold
0: it. I love that living <laughs> translation of that scripture we started with.
1: The piss the particular point of first yeah. Peter three eleven. Is, and our main text says, try to live in peace. If you listen to many of our broadcasts, you know I'm not particularly fond of the word try. In life, we either do or we don't do things. Try is just an excuse for those who want to do or don't want to know how to do. They won't do or they don't know how to do. Look at any object in front of you, pen, paper, knickknack, or whatever. Just try to pick it up. If you picked it up, you didn't, you didn't try to do it, you did it. If you didn't pick it up, you didn't try to, you just didn't. 1 Peter 3.11, 3.11, classic amplified. Let him search for peace, harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflict. And seek it angrily, eagerly. Do not merely desire peaceful relations with your fellow man and with yourself, but pursue it, go after it. Searching for peace is something we must, as the scripture says, we must pursue peace with passion and determination. Every minute we live in anxiety and unrest is 60 seconds when we live without peace of mind.
0: To say nothing about the fact that it opens the door for the devil.
1: That's it. How do you begin pursuing peace? Mother Teresa offers some good advice when she once said, peace begins with a smile. Mm
0: -hmm. Number seven, for the Lord is watching his children, listening to their prayers. How wonderful. What a wonderful thought. When you speak to your spouse, you want them to listen to what you have to say. When you speak to your children or your coworkers or your friends, anyone else for that matter, you want them to listen to you. Sometimes they do. You know what? Sometimes they don't. And even if they are listening, kinda, they may not really be paying attention to what you're saying. But there is someone who is always listening. He's attentive to what we're saying as long as we are living the righteous life and approaching it by him. He wants to hear us. 1 Peter 3.12, 1 Peter 3.12, Classic Amplified says, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God and his ears are attentive to their prayer can anybody say hallelujah and thank you jesus first peter 3 9 through 12 does give us a clear path to living a good and godly and a happy life you know we don't have to wonder or worry we just need to be obedient to his word hallelujah. read the bible do what it
1: says <laughs> i remember the day the lord gave me that amen what a blessing Well, until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep
0: thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. And we gave you some good ones today.
1: Yes, we did. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye.